Hello and welcome to Lit Liturgy. This is Becca Midiki Conlin. I'm the pastor at St. Paul's and Good Shepherd Lutheran Churches in Easton, Pennsylvania. And this is Lydia Posselt, and I am currently the pastor at Family of God Lutheran Church in Buckingham, Pennsylvania. But the next time uh, we get together, I will be transitioning into a new role as the associate pastor for evangelism, evangelism and mission. That's a big title <laughs> at Vienna um, in Vienna, Virginia. So that's very exciting. And in addition to all that, we are, as ever, your favorite creative liturgy podcast. We are lit because we are amazing and on fire and totes my goats, the cat's pajamas and all that good stuff. And we're drinking. <laughs> um, we should make a note. Uh, so we're back on Zoom um, after getting together the last few, few times because I'm pre-quarantining before travels. Uh, it's also, we're recording this on Friday. No, uh, yeah, I don't even know what month it is. November 6th. So it's like the week of the election and we still don't know who's officially president yet. Um, so there's been like days of drinking at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's a lot of things eating. in flux at the moment. So what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a very appropriate drink for this week. It is from Trogues, uh, which is a Pennsylvania brewery and it's a hell's lager called when in doubt. Oh, that is excellent. I love that. That's a beautiful picture too. So I'm drinking something that is appropriate for our topic for today. It is um, a drink called Old New England Cinnamon Spiced Nog. It's basically whiskey and eggnog. And I put a splash of milk in it. It actually surprisingly is more on the spice side than on like the sweet side wait wait old new england cinnamon spice nog it sounds like it's a cologne it does it actually kind of looks like it too (laughs) you can't really see the picture i'll show you the bottle (laughs) it's got an old farmhouse on the top um it's it's more like a chai with extra milk minus a lot of the sugar so it was surprisingly good but anyway (laughs) so we'll swear at some point during this episode because it's us as I'm just laughing at the idea of Lydia you know mm, drinking old New England spice I should I should um I also got at a very a liquor store that is very special to both uh Becca and myself I got it at the Tardis liquor store at the bottom of the hill from camp which we'll tell you that story someday if you, if you really, really want us to. <laughs> anyway, a uh, huge thank you to Brian or- Odin for our great theme music. Um, so Lydia, what are we talking about today? We're talking about, about it. We are talking about something only slightly less stressful than talking about the election. We are talking about Christmas and what the hell are we all doing for Christmas? Because that I think is what most of us are freaking out about right now besides the election. Um, very, very true. So we kind of have, um, uh, let's talk, let's just dive in. We're going to talk about Christmas Eve. We've kind of structured our notes into uh, some socially distanced ideas first, and then we'll talk about some like walk-through, drive-through uh, options, some, and then moving online and then at-home ideas. So let's d- dive in with actually in-person socially distance uh, 
what are some options? Yeah, so I guess the sort of standard one that I think um, I've seen a lot of people are probably going to go with, which is perfectly fine, is to have multiple services socially distant inside your sanctuary, hopefully not singing. So that's one option, of course, with the proper amount of cleaning in between. I have seen suggestions of a variation of that where people do sign up for time slots for sort of individual prayer, um, sort of in 15, maybe five, 10 or 15 minute increments, you could say like um, the church building will be available between one and four and then from six to 11, you could do different things like special music opportunities. And this is of course, assuming that you have the time, energy and equipment for you know proper disinfecting and also proper ventilation. So that's yes. one option for indoors. I do want to caution that too. Um, I have, uh, I have done uh, my previous congregation. We had five Christmas Eve services on, um, yeah, and I did that two Christmases, and then last year because I was serving two congregations, I did four Christmas Eve services, and it's freaking exhausting. It is so damn exhausting to do that many services. And that's when music can play such a big part of Christmas Eve. So if you are taking, I mean, I'm assuming the services would be shorter, but like, don't wear yourself out as worship leaders. Like we always joke about how like exhausted pastors are like on Easter Monday and also on Christmas day as well. But like, do not kill yourself because let's also be honest, if like, uh, you don't want to kill yourself from exhaustion and your people from COVID. So. Amen. Yeah. Um, and people are going to be, no matter what we do, people are going to be disappointed. And I feel yes. like the most we try to get, I mean, if you, if you feel like you're for your community, trying to get as close to some sort of version of normal will benefit them. Great. Please do it. But that also kind of gets us into territory of like, oh, but we're not singing Silent Night and we're not with the candle. So th if this might be a good opportunity, if you feel like you could get away with, oh, it's COVID. We have to do everything differently. We have some we have some other thoughts for you. Yes. All right. So there's a lot of options that you can do that are like a drive through walk through variation. So like having a Christmas village or an outdoor Christmas station where people can walk through the various stations. So maybe you could do as you're walking through Luke two. So for instance, or, you know, adding some from Matthew in there as well. So it's like, Hey, Mary finding she's pregnant. And then like Joseph as station one. And then Joseph finding out that, uh, having the dream is station two and station three is, uh, their travel, to Bethlehem and, you know, on and on forth so that at each station, there's a passage people can read and maybe they can take something. I know we've talked about this in the past for uh, uh, Good Friday options of, um, so where they get something at each station to take with them, that might be one option. So yeah, if you're doing, I know I've heard a lot of people who are talking about doing some sort of live nativity um, maybe like in tan, you know, along with some sort of stations in the parking lot. If you have a local farmer in your congregation, you could ask them 
to uh, provide some barnyard animals <laughs> to be part to add kind of some extra fun and specialness as well. Um, something else that I've heard suggested is sort of a drive-through luminaria. And I think luminaria are like the bags of with the candles in them and they're yes. really pretty yeah. and they're, they're lit up. Um, something similar with um, sort of that taking the place of, you know, lighting the candle to silent night. Um, and then you could include, if you have an FM transmitter, you could have a playlist of Christmas music kind of going on loop, whether it's as people are driving through and they can tune in, they can do that magic. I don't know how it really works, but <laughs> they can do that magic where you can like pick a station and listen to stuff. Um, and one of your stations can also be uh, communion, obviously done in a safe way. With the um, Jesus snack packs. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. Hopefully ones that aren't hard to open. Um, yeah. And then you could, you could play on different amounts of themes where you have your members bring ornaments to uh, dress up one of the trees, have the youth group um, be the ones doing the live nativity, have them dress up as the wise men, the wise people, maybe have them hand out the gift. Um, and then maybe consider at the end having some sort of collection involved with your station where you not only do your members get something, but then they give a donation, some item that goes to the local homeless shelter or the food pantry or. Yep. And that would be actually a really good idea for the Wiseman station of that. They are the Wiseman that bring the gifts. Um, you can also similar with the animals, find a barn, um, so this is again, this is in person, um, not driving, but have a, a service in a barn. So it's a little bit more outdoorsy, like you can have the barn open. Um, you can kind of use the uh, Christmas story, have that short Devo carol, um, have people bring their own candles and you light it up and you sing Silent Night in the barn. Um, uh, and also maybe do something with that where, again, if you're in a barn, you can have all the barn doors open. And if people complain, you just talk about, well, I wonder what Mary must have felt like to give birth in a barn. So. Sorry, I'm laughing at barn doors are open. Because <laughs> I'm 12 years old. Lydia, your barn door is open. <laughs> well, actually, I'm, Zoom. I'm on Zoom, so you can't see it. <laughs> All right. Who knows if any of us are wearing pants? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, of course, there's a couple of ideas that you could use to tie in to start during the season of Advent and then sort of use Christmas as your culmination. One, as um, you could focus on the imagery of the manger. If you have an outdoor manger, you could have your Advent theme be prayers around the manger. And then on Christmas Eve, gather again at the manger outdoors with candles. If you're socially distant, you could sing Silent Night um, or use, you know, getting into the virtual, you could use Zoom as well. Um, this would also work good with kind of a live nativity. Another tie-in um, that is relating to sort of the property, you could designate a special tree 
um, either outside or you could set up a kind of a bare Christmas tree inside and have everyone schedule a time to bring an ornament from home to hang on the Christmas tree. And then as people come, they could bring home Advent devotionals that tie in if you want to write something up. Um, and one option could be to bring home um, some sort of ornament that encourages donations to some sort of world hunger organization. In the, in the ELCA, we have ELCA good gifts and they come in like little, there's like little ornaments you can pick up that have like pigs and chickens on them. And you can give the ornament to someone and say, I bought some pigs to go to someone else, <laughs> but uh, on your behalf. And I made this donation um, in your name. So that's um, two kind of Advent tie-in thoughts. Yep. And another idea that's not really a Christmas Eve service, but involving trees um, is you, if you have some trees or bushes or whatever else on your property, you can have different families or committees adopt a tree or a bush to decorate with natural items, you know, like popcorn, seeds, like stuff that the critters will eat. Um, and then they can like, eat, or they can decorate with lights uh, so that your church building is decorated. So um, if you are in a place that is a little bit nicer weather-wise come Christmas, uh, I would not do this like when I lived in Minnesota. Uh, you can have an outdoor fire, uh, fireside hymn sing or carol sing um, or do outdoor um, Christmas lights where people kind of gather around or you can even, like you said, you know, gather at the manger you know, do a mini service type thing. But I, again, make sure that you're in a more temperate climate for that. Great. Yeah. And if you're, if you have really techie people, you can have them coordinate those fancy Christmas light displays with computerized music. <laughs> it's magic. Another thing that you could think about if you have um, some ties in with the community or want to collaborate with some of your local church neighbors for a Christmas Eve service is to use the local fairgrounds or maybe even like a park um, and work together for, to have a drive-through event, something that we already described or something else, um, utilizing kind of the FM radio thing perhaps taking donations for a local food pantry at the end, something to kind of unify the whole group of you who are kind of getting together um, and just kind of maybe combine some different traditions that you have in your different congregations and it'd be a great opportunity to, to share some of that and also kind of have some critical mass and uh, maybe spread out a little bit more. All right, if you're thinking solely online, some options, uh, some things to like, spice up your online wor uh, worship. Uh, ask people to sing a carol and then you can edit it. Uh, and if you aren't the fancy person who can edit with like the 12 different squares, just like you can edit them singing line by line. Um, and you can also do that um, where it's not just one carol or like the four carols you will need for that service, but you can do 12 carols and release one for all 12 days of Christmas um, and you know release it on Facebook or whatever so that people can enjoy the carols and also remember that Christmas is 12 days that starts on Christmas on Christmas day, not ends on Christmas day. Um, so Wait, what? I know <laughs> it's amazing. What? 
what consumerism has done to our liturgy. Yeah, so. sure. Another thing you can do kind of a variation on um, the collaboration in person is to collaborate online and have different churches in your area contribute, each contribute an element of the service, like a recording, have one congregation record, do something with the song, one re record reading the scripture, one of you could give the message, you know, do that kind of thing. Uh, all collaboratively, again, so that you can all, you know, see one another and learn a little bit about each other's traditions and um, foster some partnerships. Another thing that's sort of related to that is in your congregation, you could put together kind of like a Christmas talent show where, especially if you have some youth who um, are interested in doing this, have some, some of your youth play Christmas hymns on the trombone, have a family sing their favorite Christmas hymn, um, do something fun and Christmas related and edit that together. And so that it's something fun that you can see each other doing. Um, another thing, uh, as far as editing the video, I think my favorite part of the Christmas story in Luke 2 is the angels saying, you know, do not be afraid. Look, I bring you good news for you is born this day in the city of David, a king who is the Christ, the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. And then the angels appearing glory to God in the heavens and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And I think I'm going to have a bunch of church members just record themselves reading that and then edit it together, either word by word or line by line. And if I have a bunch of them, I'll say, you know, edit at once to say glory to God in heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors, or cause that will be the group or say that line over and over and over again. So I think um, I'm going to uh, have a little bit of fun with that part of the service as well. Um, uh, and I think also what I'm going to do is kind of model the service. We'll talk about this at, at home too, but model it after putting together the nativity set and having each uh, different sections of the readings, um, having the person show their, from their own home nativity set that they're home, oh, this is my shepherd. Oh, this is Mary. This is, you know, and so that we can see all these different nativity sets that are in different people's homes. So... Speaking of sort of of nativity sets, and at least a common misconception that Jesus was born in a barn, uh, as we were talking about earlier, um, if you're if you know of a barn that has good Wi-Fi, you could pot potentially um, stream your whole service from a barn, but probably would be a little bit easier if you just pre-recorded. But it'd be fun if you want to do something a little bit out of the box and record your children's program in the barn of one of your congregational members if you had one um you can find there's lots of different like adapted monologues to get kids involved maybe have a family put it together um it'd be fun to have it kind of in this space at least among the hay and whatnot maybe with some majors so how about some at-home worship ideas um one suggestion was uh, congregation is going to pre-record everything in November, which it seems like super early, but Hey, then the pastors are done and don't have to worry about it. But then more so is they're doing it in November so they can make DVDs for all of their homebound and not Wi-Fi internet hooked up families so that they can worship on Christmas Eve and receive the same worship service. Yeah. Because I think 
people who don't have internet might actually have a DVD player. <laughs> that they, they might still have one of those. Yeah, um, they might have a VHS player too. So you know, which is true. But I don't know. Well, I guess root around in your church closets and see if you have recording equipment for VHS. Some churches might. They when, probably do. They probably do. Another sort of do-it-yourself-at-home service, um, especially for sort of the children and family um, service, is um, using the resource. And this is, I know a lot of congregations are for using this. Um, Tracy Smith's book, Faithful Families for Advent and Christmas. That book especially has some really great resources. And so you can like do it sort of on your own time and fit it into your own schedule. Yeah. Um, there might be a service out there like this already. If not, uh, wouldn't it be too, too difficult to uh, build one that you can model it around the meal um, that people do at dinner um, with their families or um, kind of similar to Passover where a child is asking questions to the adults and the adults are explaining to them what happened on that first, question, uh, first Christmas. Or you can model it around the nativity and the families can put together, put up their own nativities at, uh, as they read the passages from where those those pieces come from. So, you know, they read about Mary being knocked up in, uh, up in the Lord, and then they put the Mary piece out. And then they read about Joseph's dream, and then they put the Joseph uh, piece out, etc. So, um, similar to that, uh, there are tons of different versions, storybook versions of Luke 2 for families um, and get one for each family, each, you know, household in your congregation. Doesn't matter if they are, a, you know, a family of eight or of one, if they're, you know, if they have little children or if they're in their nineties or older, um, but get one book for each family and then send them home. And then they can read the story of Luke two before going to bed. Um, on Christmas Eve. No, I just I just got like a really cute picture in my head of uh, how cute that would be. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Another suggestion I heard from a friend of mine is that they're using flat cardstock Christmas ornaments with the congregation's name and image on them and sending them out in, um, they do Christmas cards to the entire congregation every year. And so that is sort of a physical thing. Yeah, I know. It sounds like a lot of work, but maybe it Maybe if they have a tradition of doing it, if you have a staff. I really hope that's not the pastor doing it. That's all I'm saying. Don't start it. If you don't already do this, card tradition, don't start it. But you could. Especially this year. Especially this year. But you could easily email a PDF of like a cutout of a Christmas ornament to send out to everyone. Or even you could even send it in the mail. Um, you could use, um, it's called a cricket machine, but it's basically like a whole, basically a giant hole punch for shapes. Um, oh, then, crickets are like, um, fancy dancy die cut machines. So you don't have to just do, circles. Yeah. You do all sorts of different shapes. With right. Them. They're like super fancy, but also really expensive. But I bet one of your little old ladies has one collecting dust in her closet. Or one of the mom's that is the crafty mom. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also heard another person suggest that you can order circular business cards 
and have them pre-printed and then they're kind of like ready to go. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a circular business card, so I'll just take their word for it. But like, if I have seen them. It, okay, so they exist. So that basically the point is, <laughs> sometimes there's a point. Uh, you can hang this sort of ornament on your tree and remember that you are part of the community even if you can't physically get together. All right. So some other Christmas related services that are not Christmas. Um, there, many churches have a blue Christmas or the longest night service, which this year can be the longest year of our lives. Yeah, I've also <laughs> heard it called Christmas solace service. I've never heard that term. Um, so normally it's on the longest night, which is December 21st. Um, if you are doing midweek Advent, do it on the 23rd instead, um, since most people aren't going to do a midweek Advent on the 23rd anyway. Probably um, not. Yeah, but don't start a midweek. Don't don't start a midweek unless you already yeah. have a tradition of doing it. But if you are doing an Advent midweek, save yourself some trouble and don't like do longest night on the 21st, Advent midweek on the 23rd, and then Christmas Eve. <laughs> No, no. Don't do that. Um, so traditionally, uh, that service is for those who've experienced loss, especially recently, like those who are facing their first Christmas without a loved one. Um, but it's also probably good to adapt that liturgy to those who will be lonely this year, as many of us will not be gathering with our communities, um, that we are separated from family members who we normally would go and visit. So. And one thing you can do is really lean into kind of like a good Friday vibe um, slash kind of a continuation of All Saints Sunday. I know a lot of people did kind of a really heavy All Saints Sunday this year because obviously. Um, so like make it kind of a second part of that. Have just very simple, minimal lighting. Go very simple. One person singing if you're... Uh, virtual and <laughs> not in person but um you could take some aspects of that vibe going into that service uh, obviously you probably maybe would have already incorporated some candles but maybe not but this would be an excellent time to include them especially in remembrance of and honoring uh, people that aren't going to be around that, that aren't around with, with us this Christmas, and especially as we aren't even able to gather with people we love who are uh, still with us as well. Um, I've also heard of, uh, if, you, if you are doing something in person, to, to kind of tie it into uh, Christmas itself, since it is very close, to um, have prayer requests or prayer concerns or um, have people write something on a slip of paper. And if you have some sort of manger scene um, some sort of manger, obviously this would be kind of one of something on the larger side and you can have them yeah. uh, put it in the manger, perhaps on their way out of the sanctuary. Yeah. So they're not like mixing together. Yeah. Even, or even if it's just the person name that they are missing that year, um, whether that person is dead or alive, you know, I'm gonna miss being with, you know, my parents or my grandkids or whoever else on Christmas because I'm normally with them and I'm not going to be this year. Yeah. Um, okay. So 12 days of Christmas, not service related, but up your social media game and you can have everything pre-planned to go in advance, schedule those posts. So you, you don't have to deal with it on, you know, and remember 
um, you know, on the 25th, 26th. Um, we talked about earlier about having uh, a carol recorded for each day of church members. You can do something where you just share another carol that is a religious carol each day. You can do stuff of different nativity, a picture of a different nativity scene each day. Um, you can have a question of the day where it's like, you know, what was the favorite gift that, you know, gift you received this year? Or what is a favorite Christmas memory? What was one memory from this year's Christmas? And ask those, you know, have it on those fancy post, you know, pictures so that people can see it, respond to it. So you get some engagement. Um, you know, a lot of people are off of work that week between Christmas and New Year's and they're going to be on Facebook more than. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Facebook has that beautiful feature where you can schedule things. Yes. Love it. You can have a competitive gingerbread nativity contest where you have people, whether it's they buy the cheap nativity set or, or gingerbread set, or you can have the nativity set where you can buy the cookie cutters from I think Cokesbury it's one of those online places you can buy all the cookie cutters and people can decorate them and like then take pictures of them and you can post them up on Facebook and the family that gets the most you know votes wins you know something cheesy right. easy peasy and Canva with Canva plus that you can do anything. <laughs> yep. Right. So yeah, plan something out for your 12 days, whether it's 12 questions or 12 carols or 12, you know, nativity scenes, something that you just have it pre-scheduled post, get some engagement. Easy peasy right. done. All right. All right. We have a BYOB. So shout out to Kate Jones. Uh, she shared a lot with us this time, which is awesome. Um, she is in a part of Canada that's um, right now doesn't have community transmission and does not have a lot of cases of COVID, but of course they're going to be trying to be as safe as possible. So I'm just going to kind of summarize some of the things that she shared with us. Uh, her congregation is going to be doing two outdoor carol singing services, as well as a live nativity that has been organized by their youth minister. And then she shared that she may end up building a service around uh, so she, she talked about how usually, you know, the Sunday after Christmas, nobody wants to preach. And if you're around as a pastor, you usually do something like uh, carol sing, you know, maybe you don't just sing 12 carols, but you do some sort of lessons in carol sing. Obviously, that's not in the cards for basically all of us. And so she's thinking about building a service around a children's book around Christmas instead, especially one that would be too long to read during worship. And she's thinking about using the Christmas miracle of Jonathan Toomey, which is, uh, I haven't read that one, but again, it's probably, she shared that it was, you know, not too long to really be able to read on a normal Sunday, but it would be perfect to like build an entire service kind of around children's books. But I love the idea of like a children's book Sunday. Um, of course, check your, um, what do you call it? That your permissions <laughs> before you do that. She also shared that she feels particularly adventy this year in this liminal time of waiting and uncertainty and unknowing. So that is probably going to carry over into worship for the seasons ahead. So thank you, Kate, for that lovely reflection. All right, on to shots. Uh, we're doing shots for Advent, and then we're going to do the Christmas season as well. So we have a lot. So 
you know, get ready to, I guess you'll be drunk by the time we're done if you're doing a shot for each one. Uh, so November 29th is the first Sunday of Advent. The gospel is Mark 13, 24 through 37, which is when they see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, aka every year Advent 1, little apocalypse, joy of joys. Um, so there is this idea of the elected being gathered from the four winds. So this is actually a good time to maybe lift up the fact that there may be people who are worshiping with you online who aren't able to gather with your community normally um, and talk about maybe some of the joys that has happened as a result of COVID of, you know, I know of a lot of people who have been able to uh, worship with communities. I, I like in my congregation, for instance, my husband lives in Copenhagen. So he's able to, he's been worshiping with us every um week for seven months, which is never has happened um, the entire time I've been a pastor, um, I think, or at least the last many years. And then uh, we have another member who she has health issues and hasn't been able to worship in person regularly, but she is a worship leader online. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, there's also this idea of no one knows the day or the hour. Um, you can play a little game, like guess how long the worship video will be this week. Um, and whoever guesses closest without going over will get a prize, you know, price is right rules. Um, or, but also you can lean into that as we don't know when COVID will be over. Um, but you still need to be ready and prepared to make it happen, to have it be over. Just like we need to be ready for God, even though when we do not know when Jesus is coming. All right, Advent 2, December 6th, then we hop back to the beginning of Mark, because it's the year of Mark, and we get John the Baptist, part one, so don't blow all your stuff about John the Baptist in the first week, hold some back if you uh, are preaching from the gospel. If you um, want to do something creative, you could dress up as John the Baptist and all that awesomeness, <laughs> um, but if you don't want to do that, you could show different types of paintings or pictures of John the Baptist through the ages and how strange uh, he's dressed. Be sure if you're going to use a bunch of different ones, use some racially uh, diverse pictures as well. I mean, we've railed on and on about white Jesus. Same goes for John the Baptist. <laughs> we want to be inclusive. Yeah, no, uh, not a lot of white John the Baptist. Like you'll probably have a few, but not all. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't, yeah, I don't think he's portrayed as much. Um, you could lift up people who have prepared the way. Um, you could lift up the people who are behind the camera, those who are on your tech crew who get worship ready. If you have a tech crew, if you have like youth who are volunteers or someone who edits on, in their spare time. The pastor spouse in your case. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and or whoever is sort of behind the scenes helping you out, lift them up because they have helped to repair the way. Talk about different people in your life or in the lives of your members who have uh, taught you and led you in the faith. Lift up some Sunday school teachers, anyone who's involved in education ministry. Um, you, especially you could lift up people who, if you're doing cleaning in between different services or just your sexton slash janitorial staff who probably have had to deal with some extra cleaning uh, during the last couple of months, um, lift them up as well because they also help prepare the way. 
If you also want a fun visual, I think this is the one where John the Baptist is talking about things are going to be thrown into the fire. No, no, it's, it's a, I will. He will uh, baptize you with fire. Well, he will baptize you with fire. Excuse me. It's um, been a long week. <laughs> I knew that there was fire. There was fire happening. Um, you put that in the baptismal font. Um, fire in the baptismal font. Real flames. Yeah, flames. Fire in the baptismal font. Um, Rubbing one. alcohol. It burns well. So. Yep, but have some uh, something to put it out with on hand as well. You could put you could put fake ones in there as well if you are worried. Uh, December thirteenth is John the Baptist Part Two. It's John's version, so do whatever you didn't do last week. Um, this is also John the Baptist is not the Messiah, a prophet, or Elijah. So call out some false messiahs and false prophets in our world. I can also relate it to the game Guess Who of, you know, what does a prophet or what does the messiah or what does Elijah look like compared to Moses? So not Moses, John the Baptist. I know who I'm talking about. It's been a long week. It's been a long year. It's been a long year. Yeah, absolutely. Do we right. have a president yet? Not at this moment. Wait, check your phones quick. Just kidding. We'll, we'll finish recording first. <laughs> exactly. Then if having two gospels in one season isn't enough, December 20th, that's th four. <laughs> I can count at four. I'm sorry I did not put those in the in our notes that's of okay. Advent 1, 2, like 3, 4. 1, 2, 3 count. Yep. Um, we all need help counting right now. <laughs> yes, we do need help counting. Yeah. December 20th, the gospel is from Luke chapter one. It's Mary getting knocked up in the Lord. That great, wonderful tale. Um, the angel says, do not be afraid. So you could ask your members, what are you afraid of? And, you know, use the opportunity to talk about some some very real fears that we will probably still have in that moment. You could use this as an opportunity, especially since, I mean, under normal Christmas circumstances, people are just so stressed at this point because all the things need to happen and gifts and wrapping and running around and getting things done and shopping and all that kind of stuff. Who knows how stressful it's going to be with COVID on top of it. Take an opportunity to uh, do some relaxation exercises in your sermon breathing techniques surprisingly helpful or also just that entire like close your eyes and imagine you are at and just basically retell a story um and in doing so it's basically your sermon and then you don't actually have to write a sermon five days before or four days before christmas eve there you go you could have some creative imagining which is also relaxing it is a yeah i mean i have this entire sleep relaxation app that tells these little stories each night so I mean they aren't religious but you get an idea of how they do their relaxation exercises so and if someone does fall asleep while you're telling the story give them permission because obviously they really needed it yeah um I did uh cp in a nursing home I and I preached there you know, every other week. So I got used to people falling asleep in my sermons real quick. So yeah, I, we won't take offense offended it. by it. Don't, yeah, don't take offense at it. Because they would always wake up on their way out as they were being wheeled out saying, 
good past a good sermon pastor. Not that I was a pastor yet, but anyway, continuing with December 20th. <laughs> Uh, the other theme you could lift up is nothing is impossible with God. What are some impossible, meaning good things that happened this year because of God? For example, I'm sure your congregation has lots of examples of this. People who have recovered um, from something, whether it's COVID or some other health issue. Um, sudden, you know, people who are who are lucky enough to still maintain some financial stability and everything. Ministries that have continued to happen even though we have had COVID. Um, lots of other things that is are examples of God kind of peeking through in all of this crap <laughs> for the past year. It's a good time to do some reflection on that. December 27th is now after Christmas. It's uh, Luke 2, 22 through 40 is the gospel, which is Anna and Simeon. Um, so this would be a, a good Sunday to call, uh, to designate as Godparent Sunday or Adopted Grandparent Sunday, whatever it is, and lift up the people who are instilling faith in children who are not their own. So this could be uh, you invite everyone to invite their godparents to worship with them, or you invite them to invite their godchildren to worship with them, uh, whether that's virtually or in person. Uh, probably, I'm going to guess virtually, uh, just because of space and all that good stuff. Um, and so to lift that up and kind of use Anna and Simeon as examples of godparents and taking on that role. Uh, and then verse 40, which is uh, the end of the, the passage was the child grew up and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. So you can both do like some um, uh, Popeye references about growing strong and needing to eat your spinach. Um, and, but you can also use, make that into a blessing that people can turn and uh, bless one another in their family units, or you can have them even bless themselves. I've like, you know, by growing strong that they can place a blessing on their biceps across on their biceps and filled with wisdom. And you place a, um, a cross on your forehead and, uh, and the favor of God was upon them and you can place two hands on the shoulders. And so that's something somebody can do to themselves or they can turn and, uh, do that blessing for somebody with them. All right. And then we'll leave you with January 3rd. Oh my gosh. January 3rd of 2021. Woohoo! That means you have survived 2020. Yes. And so appropriately, we're back at the beginning of the gospel of John. Um, the beautiful, it's not the Christ poem, but just that beautiful imagery of God from God, light from light. The light is coming into the world. It's growing. Um, so much good stuff there. Read the whole thing, um, 1 through 18. Um, it ends with, no one has ever seen God. And it would be a good opportunity to lift up ways we experience God in our lives and ways we see God in others, even though, of course, we don't physically see God with our eyes as an entity but we are seeing God with the ways that we see God at work in the world, especially as we wrap up 2020 and all of the things that happened, but lifting up the ways that we did see God kind of in the midst of it. 
And just so you know, because we just had six shots and they were from Mark, John, and Luke, I actually had to just look up if what year we were starting. And it's year B. <laughs> we're we are yeah. in Mark's year. Yeah, you Mark. only got Mark for two weeks. And then we got John and then Luke for two and then John again. So yeah, it's yeah, this is the year we get a lot of John and Mark. Anyway. All right. So some chasers. Yeah, we have a lot. We're going to throw a lot at you. Um, if you are interested in doing uh, outdoor caroling uh, with your congregation, um, an organization called Worship Design Studio and the Center for Congregational Song has teamed up to create free materials to assist you in filling the night with music and light. It sounds like a commercial. I'm doing a commercial for them. Well, that's because you're reading exactly what their press <laughs> release was, but okay. So we'll we'll uh, put it in the, we'll put, give you a link of um, some classic Christmas carols. And then they've added some COVID related verses for fun and also added verses about um, Thanksgiving for our essential workers. And I find that hilarious because we always do show notes and we make a Google file of this. Uh, a Google Doc, and I just, on my own, before you suggested this, titled this episode "Covid Carols," and then here are some COVID-related Christmas carols for you. So, so enjoy. Yes. <laughs> um, we also have two blue Christmas liturgies for you. One is from Worship Design Studios, um, and the other is from Young Clergy Women that you can feel free to take, adapt, whatever you want. Uh, just a warning on the worship design. Uh, we'll put the links in the description of the podcast. Um, a warning when you click on the link for the Worship Design Studios one, it comes up on the, and it will look like a pop-up. I closed it accidentally first. So if you're like, wait, this didn't come up, check the thing that you just closed out of. So <laughs> yes. Yeah, so next time, Lydia, what are we going to talk about? We're talking about transitions and really? lots of different, we are going to talk about lots of different types of transitions. For example, leaving calls, new calls, uh, welcoming new members, and also merging congregations. Because yeah. some of those things we're both going to be experiencing very soon. Yes, as you are uh, leaving one call and starting a new on merging congregations. Uh, also with that, uh, saying goodbye to church members who are, you know, not leaving in a huff, but moving away or whatever the case is. Um, so Staff always transitions as well. Yep. How to say goodbye to, you know, music people and people like that. Yep. Um, so yeah, all of those transitions. So if you have some experience of uh, what you I uh, experienced a transition that when you did something creative as a way of honoring that transition, whether it was uh, someone leaving, uh, coming, uh, something being new that was created, um, and you honored that in some way, let us know, um, and we'll be happy to suggest it. Yeah, we're going to be all over the uh, case, which is also a warning. We're going to be taking some time off because Lydia's moving. Um, from Pennsylvania to DC, and I'm so sad. <laughs> and I'm going to be uh, away on vacation for a bit, and then we are in the midst of Advent craziness. So we probably won't be recording until January. So, um, and it's early November right now. So, just you know, when we don't show up in your podcast feed for a bit, don't worry. We'll we'll be back. Just give us some time as we're in the midst of transitions. Exactly. We're going to experience it. 
some of it first. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. we'll be, and if you're, if you follow us on your, on our Facebook page, we'll be kind of recycling, offering some of our past year's stuff. Cause I think, has it been almost three and a half years? we've done we've done it uh it was three years in October okay so but we okay have so I just years. added a half yeah so we have three years of Christmas episodes to uh look at we have a few epiphany episodes to uh listen to and refresh your feed yeah we aren't going to do a special epiphany COVID style service or uh thing but you know, talk about the lights that are in your computer screen that make it work. I don't know. <laughs> or, or burn your Christmas tree outside in a bonfire. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Done. Right. So, so Becca, how can, how can our wonderful listeners contact us? Uh, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Lit Liturgy. You can email us at litliturgy at gmail.com. L-I-T-L-I-T-U-R-G-Y. And as always, thank you to Brian O'Dean for our great theme music. And this is... In the meantime, this is Becca. And this is Lydia. And we're reminding you to always drink and plan worship responsibly. Cheers. Okay, you really need to stop even fake cheersing with an empty glass. I was because done. It's 2020 and there's enough bad luck to this year. <laughs>